0: DJ and PK reminding you to join Scotty and Ann's Tuesday at Homey, 103.55 South Jordan Gateway in South Jordan. 103.55 South Jordan Gateway in South Jordan. Time now to bring in Craig Bowlerjack on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset, get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you.
1: Bowler, good morning. DJ, PK, how are you? Nice golf course, huh? You guys are uh, living in luxury right now.
0: We are on the driving range at Wasatch. The sun is up. It's blue sky everywhere we look. Late spring, man, the mountains are great. I mean, it's just gorgeous up here. It's the Granite uh, Education Foundation's Four Kids Golf Tournament. They're actually raising money for impoverished students. And the teachers, who often spend out of their own pocket in their classroom, the teachers spend... it's an average of like 1200 bucks, So they got a golf tournament here. You can donate online at granitekids.org if you want to help out and uh, help some of those teachers as they provide for the kids and provide for the classrooms and uh, close the gap. 65% of the students in the district live in poverty. Bowler, as the TV voice of the Jazz, I'm sure you get asked all the time, hey, what do you think of the moves? How good are they going to be? But... As uh, PK wrote in his column this week, everything's got to be in the context of the moves everybody else made in the West as well. The Jazz got aggressive and made moves and certainly improved their perimeter shooting. They got a veteran, experienced team now with the guys they added, but are they still on track to be in a four-five series for the fourth straight year?
1: Yeah, I I think PK is spot on. You know, uh, in the sense of did the Jazz, uh, you know, work work something? Uh, as equal uh, to what um, that uh, the, uh, the 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 Clippers and the Lakers have done. Sorry, I had a guy come to my door, but um, I, I you know I think the Jazz are are there. Look, look, Kawhi's an MVP, so we know the Clippers have upgraded in a big way. The Lakers with Anthony Davis have got upgraded as well. But here, I think there's the other other issue is is there going to be the, the chemistry, PK and that that intrigues me a lot because we've seen teams that have these so-called super teams; they become disgruntled very easily. You know, I guess the case in point would be Boston with Kyrie, just not the chemistry that you know they expected, and so he, he you know, he makes a, an exit stage left. So, I think the Jazz, in the sense of the, the way that the chemistry has been set up on this team and the system that Quinn Snyder has as placed, I think, the Jazz did a marvelous job of putting in the right pieces. Now, look, do they have an MVP? No. Do they have a future one? Maybe. Uh, but the bottom line is still, the, I think they've kept in stride, and they had to in what the Western Conference has become. So, you know, I can't wait for October. Uh, you know, on paper it looks good, but until you get on the floor, jump on the floor, and see how the chemistry actually, how it all bonds together, we won't really know.
2: Yeah, and I think you can say that about several teams, you know, because the Lakers are adding a star to the mix. Well, sometimes you just can't add a star and just assume everything's going to be great. There's got to be a feeling out process. And same with the Clippers. You're bringing in two new entities who are going to be the two best players, and they've never played together with each other, nor have they played with the teammates that were there, the bulk of which helped them win 48 games last year. So you got all these new things factoring into it and the jazz have kept pace but it adds to the mystery of it so to me there's all sorts of intrigue and i think that if i'm a fan not necessarily a specific fan of a team but a fan of the game i think that after having the warriors be who they are the last few years now to have this it's such a change but in my mind, see what you think. I think it's such a welcome change for the for the NBA itself to look at it to be wow. Look at all this stuff that I'm not sure how it's going to turn out.
1: PK, again, very wise are you? Uh, I you know I I think it's probably one of the most exciting summers since I've been involved with the Jazz, and this is coming up on my 15th year, and for the Jazz roster as well. Look, we know about Stockton and Malone and and Hornacek and. Watch Coach Sloan and what they did in 97 and 98. Times have changed. Obviously, the Boozer and Duran Williams era, short as it was. But now you have the Conley-Donovan-Mitchell combination, which is so intriguing. And what Gobert has done the last two years, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, back-to-back. The additions of uh, Bogdanovich and Ed Davis and Emmanuel Moutier, I mean it's it's very intriguing if Jazz fans and the rest of the NBA and look the rest of the NBA as you mentioned guys they've taken notice as well. And I would say the Jazz, in my opinion, are a top three team on paper right now. And then you go of course you've got teams I'm not really sure how the hardened CP three thing's gonna work out. O K C obviously is trying to move Westbrook. That franchise is gonna be in a total rebuild. Golden State's injured but yet still will be competitive. And I, I'm just intrigued what what the Jazz have done. Um, we know what Conley's about, and I think that's that's proven. And I don't see a real issue with that backcourt with Mitchell growing. And I think Conley understands. Donovan is the face, along with Gobert, of the franchise. I'm still kind of just wondering, PK DJ, like you guys are. You know, how does you know alleged love affair of Kawhi and and Paul George really work out in the long run? And Anthony Davis in L.A. I mean, look, the, the, the scope and the energy that the reporters and the networks are going to put on those two teams is going to be immense. Look, I know all of them stood in the big spotlight, but I just wonder how they'll really coexist together. You know, we were kind of spoiled. I think we were spoiled here with Stockton alone. Both those personalities gelled. Carl loved the limelight and the camera. Stockton didn't, and that's why it worked. And so again, that's something to watch in LA when the big lights turn on at Staples Center. Um, who wants to stand out and take, you know, and, and, and be the centerpiece? Not everybody can be. Who's going to take the second, you know, seat in the in the line of chairs? I don't know. I don't think LeBron's going to, and I doubt Kawhi will. So it, it, it's really intriguing to see if these personalities will mesh.
0: Bowler, I saw some stuff from uh, Donovan Mitchell uh, in Paris. Uh, And we know he did the Summer World Tour a year ago. And P.K. and I were talking about this earlier, and I don't have a good answer for this. I think he has to take a big step forward. You get a playoff series where, you know, you're dueling down the stretch with James Harden or Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James. and You figure if they're going to have a good run, they're going to be at least one, if not two of those guys. Probably not all three. Uh, But you have to play at a really high level. Do you have any idea how much he's adding to his game? I know I've been asked by Jazz fans about, you know, people who see stuff on social media about that because they made so much of Gordon Hayward being in the gym at 7 a.m. all summer. And then we see video of him and Conley in a gym in L.A. And Gobert's been in L.A. Do you have any specific info about that? Because I don't.
1: Well, I don't have specifics. I, I've got some, you know, information that I know that, that, that you know, even Donovan said to himself, was that he has to be in better NBA shape, and I, I would agree. Look, the rigors of 82 games or 80 or 76, whatever he may play, uh, with load management now very popular in the NBA, I think he is, he is aware that he's got to hit the floor in shape to start this season. The other part of it, too, I think working with Conley is very important because he's got to be able to work on his passing game uh with conley and less turnovers i think the jazz will probably have more possessions this year less turnovers that was an issue at times uh last season so i know that probably jumping on the floor in shape ready to go healthy is the biggest thing he even talked about in his exit interview and i think already jumping on the floor how many times i don't know with conley i don't know that was a photo op i doubt it because i think these guys are you know, they, they want to be uh, in, in step with one another. So uh, I think the one thing he wants to do is be able to continue to work on his, his three point shot. And obviously, the floor should open for him to show his athleticism. But also, can he pass the ball, make the right pass, and not turn the ball over? I think those are the steps he wants to take, and hopefully he does.
2: There's a role there for Exxon, but how much can the Jazz count on him?
1: P.K., I wish I had that answer. Uh, I think that's probably the biggest question uh, of the summer. Uh, The Jazz could have moved him. Uh, They did not give up on him. As we know, still a young guy that is intriguing. Um, You know, health is everything, P.K., and if you can't stay on the floor, you don't have a lot of value. Uh, And maybe other teams thought the same thing. If he actually was ever involved in any type of move uh, during – uh, the trade deadline back in February, or, or even this summer, um, I'd love to see him play like he did his, his rookie year—a full schedule. Uh, he went all 82. I don't think that's going to happen for most players in this league now, because of of rest and load management, uh, because of the investment is so high for these guys. Uh, but you know, he is intriguing, PK. I'll have to say with length and speed. But I know that he's got a lot to prove, not only to himself but to the fan base and also probably to the coaching staff. Look, I see him in practice, and you you said in awe of the way he can glide and how athletic he is. But at the same time, game time is different than than practice time, as we all know. There's a lot of great practice players, but you have to do it uh, in a a real-time situation. So, PK, I wish I had a great answer for you. I think they're planning on him being in the rotation and being a major player, but again, it's that wait-and-see attitude. If someone else jumps in, beats him out, which would be maybe a bit of a surprise, but look, if you're not on the floor like Neto last year, who's now uh, departed, uh, when when Ricky went down, so did Neto, and I think they were disappointed that he couldn't step in and play more more, uh, consecutive minutes. Um, I think it, it goes with Dante as well. You hope he starts strong. Because he's a veteran in this league, he's he's sat and watched now for what two years with multiple injuries, and you hope he stays healthy. We hope we, we get the full uh, the full force of what Dante Exum was drafted for. Uh, he was 18 at the time. He's jumping on what 23, uh, going on 24, nearly. But it's it's uh, it's 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 time. And if it doesn't work out, then obviously it'll play itself out when contract when contract time comes.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be surprised to me if it didn't work out, if it played out before that. I think with two years, it's about $10 million-ish. There's some bonuses, I think, in there. But about $10 bucks each. Uh, you know, if it doesn't work out this year, I-, I wouldn't be surprised if something happened next summer. But that aside, they've got three second-round draft picks. And they must love them because they went out and acquired two of them. So they really wanted these guys. Watch them in the summer league. It doesn't look like any of them are ready to contribute right away. But you always have to have somebody who's inexpensive and plays well, whether it's a veteran in on a veteran minimum or Royce O'Neal's making 1.6 this year. But if Royce plays well, he could be making 5 or 8 or 10 after he goes through free agency next summer. Do you have any idea which of these three guys, I think PK's leaning towards Brantley, which of these three guys might be able to contribute sooner rather than later, assuming none of them can contribute right away?
1: Yeah, I think it's Brantley right off the top of my head. I mean, that's what I saw. I saw a body, an NBA body, I uh, talked to a couple of Jazz personnel uh, guys who really think that he's got an upside but also would like to drop maybe 10 pounds to, to just elevate his, his speed. But he's powerful, guys. Uh, he's got a low body that just moves people around and seems to uh, be very athletic. So he, he intrigued me. He's a kid out of the College of Charleston, and the Jazz used that 50th pick on. Uh, Mieone, uh, there were a, a moments that I thought, wow, okay. Uh, development player. I think the two guys that grabbed my attention were the two bigs so far, and I'll be watching tonight if Willie Reed's back on the floor, but uh, he's back from a shoulder uh, injury, and you know, he may get minutes. Tony Bradley has uh, busted tail uh, in Salt Lake and in Las Vegas, so those two guys are intriguing. Um, so, I think they have some players they feel like they can develop, and they knew, they do need roster spot players, developmental players. Maybe one of these guys jump in as a two-way But, you know, with F.A. Udo's departure, and yes, they brought in Ed Davis, but is there another spot for another big? Is it Bradley? Is it Willie Reed? Uh, I think that's something I'll keep an eye on as as well.
2: Getting way ahead of ourselves here, but, you know, we know Bogdanovich and Conley bring in. We assume they'll start. I'm wondering if Coach Snyder will fiddle with the lineup, just putting those two, replace them, Having them replace uh, Rubio and Favors, or do you think he does something with maybe Royce O'Neill replacing Joe Ingles and bringing Joe off the bench?
1: PK, too early to tell, but I will say this: You remember when Jay Crowder jumped in a couple of times uh, and and started, and they kind of you know looked at the lineup once or twice, and Joe actually went to Quinn and said, "Look, if you need to move me to the bench, I get it." And I think that's the beauty of Joe is that he understands, you know, his role. Uh, you know, he's got that secondary coach mentality uh, and, and probably reads it as well as anybody of what the Jazz need on the floor and when. So I wouldn't be surprised that th- those could be interchangeable parts. I don't think Joe would want that to happen, but if it needs to be for the team, I think Joe Ingles is that type of player. I mean, I've, I've witnessed it. I've talked to him about it. And, you know, Quinn and I have, you know, had discussions last year. Uh, and I think that, you know, Joe's kind of just that guy you kind of need. But if, if the situation calls for it, I don't think uh, Quinn Snyder would hold back. Uh, you saw him jockey with positions at times, going smaller. Faves finishing, don't forget, game four in the first round. The Rockets and the Jazz, you know, picked up a win in that game. And Faze was, you know, instrumental in that victory. By the way, didn't make Gobert happy, but the Jazz are about winning. So, I think again, keep an eye on that one. If if Royce O'Neal blossoms, or if uh, they need to, you know, jump around, go small. If they you know, if if um, they have to even take Rudy Gobert out on certain times and insert Ed Davis. I mean, those are the beauty. That those are the that's the beauty of this game, but also what Quinn Snyder. I think it's handled very well, and the players get uh, what needs to be done. If they're all on the same page, it's an easier process for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't know. No one's told me anything. But right now I think Joe finishes games, but I would bet against him starting games. I think he comes off the bench so that when Donovan sits, he's in the game. And when Donovan comes back and Mike Conley sits, he's still in the game. So they always have that second ball handler out there. Uh, you know, DJ,
1: I think the beauty of this roster that has been built, uh, and still maybe have one or more, one or two more pieces to come. Uh, I think they're so interchangeable and multiple looks that Quinn Snyder can go with. Uh, you know, I know it keeps it's the it's the biggest catchphrase is positionless basketball now in the NBA and so where you can basically, you're a basketball player, you're not a designated one, two, three, four, or five, except for Gobert, he's a five, we know that. But a lot of these guys are just going to be interchangeable, and I think that's the beauty of what uh, you know Justin Zanuck and Dennis has done uh, and what Quinn needed to make, to make that next step in this in this Western Conference. So the Jazz have helped themselves. I think that's the, 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 the whole conversation we're having, is that the Jazz helped themselves, but so is the West. And PK, to your point, I think they've kept in stride and being competitive in the West. I think health obviously is, an, is part of the equation uh, in this whole discussion. Uh, but the intrigue of the Clippers and the intrigue of the Lakers is going to probably overwhelm the league. Um, I'm just kind of curious, too, when the schedule comes out, uh, how intriguing the national networks are uh, with Connolly and Donovan and Gobert. Uh, And I I got a feeling we're going to see the Jazz, Lakers, Clippers on a lot of late uh, ESPN or TNT games, uh, most likely early in the season. And um, we'll see if they play Christmas as well or New Year's or whatever it may be. But I think the Jazz are definitely in the mix of of being a a major Western Conference contender. Uh, And that's going to be a fun year to watch.
2: Come on, man. Those late-night games, it means less sleep for us. Okay. I know. But the commissioner, but the commissioner <laughs> said it's
0: the TV product, and you need earlier games in the East, which means instead of a doubleheader here at 6 and 830, they need to be at 5 and 730. And if you want to get West teams on TV without having their fans, you know, getting off work early and all that, that means every time the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Blazers come through town, it needs to be a national TV game. You got to take advantage of all those games in Utah and Denver. They got to be smart. Okay, enough. I can handle. They got to be smart enough that every time those West Coast teams yeah. are in Utah or in oh, Denver, yeah. it's on ESPN or TNT. Phoenix is on that time in the winter too, but they're not. I as like good. I
1: like they're, the seven thirty tip, but remember yeah, sometimes yeah. the push uh, makes yeah. it seven forty two. Uh, and yeah, that. Uh, it goes a quarter of nine, nine eight forty-five. So, and nah, some, I don't, you know. Nah, that makes me rare. way
2: cranky or crankier and yeah. crankier. is yeah, yeah. not the same
1: in the morning, PK <laughs> or DJ. You know that.
0: I got to tell you, when the schedule doesn't come out, if they haven't figured it out, this is a multi-billion-dollar deal going on here. They've got to be smart enough to figure that out. I mean, they, I would the hope commissioner so. s- said it. They've somebody in the room has to be that smart.
2: Well, you would think back east, they'd want to see. Kawhi, Paul George, yes, right. uh, Steph Curry, uh, obviously LeBron, and Anthony Davis. You know, there's no point having those games start at 11.30. Well, don't in don't forget,
1: they want to see Donovan and Conley. They want to see Gobert. I mean, I, I I think you're right, PK, is that why not drop it back an hour and make the 7.30 game, which is 9.30 Eastern, yeah, It yeah. still has that ability to drop in some big numbers, and it's basically the prime timer. And the West is where the stars have landed. Uh, That's just the bottom line, and it's been that way for years now, but even more so with Kawhi's return uh, and and LeBron, you know, in his second year with the Lakers. So the L.A. scene is going to be wild, and I would think, DJ, as you said, the schedule, I can hardly wait to see how they figure this out. You can only be on TNT so many times before they knock out the local stations, which is what I'm always concerned about because, look, I like to be a part of it. Uh, you want to be there. You can go side by side with ESPN, but TNT has that exclusive uh, contract uh, clause. And I get it. I mean, they're billion dollar guys, right? They've, they've laid out a lot of money. But at the same time, it tells you, too, if your team is on the national scene, something is going right. And that's a positive as well for this franchise.
0: But instead of sitting home and pouting on those TNT nights, you should come to the game. <laughs> it should be like the old days, although we can't sit in the third row. You could sit with me know. You know, three rows from the top of I'll the lower bowl. I'll hang with
1: you. Look, we'll you will I'll not. I, I Bowler, I've invited that.
0: you for years. I'm only calling you out in the air because you blow me
1: off like 50 times. Come on, That's Bowler. That's not true. That's not true. I'll You're right. Look, it's sometimes, 75, you know, you but I'm you come I off easy. the road and the, and the wife says, look, you want to just watch the game tonight? And it's like, oh, Okay. But, no, I think this year it's it's got to be different. And we did have fun on the third row back in the day. The day is long gone.
0: All right, Bowler, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
1: All right, guys, we'll see you soon. Take care.